That's the Mile High Hoops podcast with me, Zach By, powered by my friends at Superbook Sports. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops podcast with Zach By. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to game one of the NBA Finals. A 104-93 to W for the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are three games away. Three games away from immortality. Three games away from Nikola Jokic being solidified as one of the all-time legends in NBA history. Three wins away from a parade in Denver. Three wins away from Michael Malone being held in the highest regard that the NBA has to offer. Three wins away from Jamal Murray being cemented as a superstar in the NBA. Three wins away from Michael Porter Jr. being acknowledged as a central figure on a title team. Three wins away from Aaron Gordon getting his flowers on the national level and what kind of role he's accepted here in Denver. Three wins away. (sighs) Guys, I'm going to warn you right now. um, I'm on the verge of losing my voice. I'm on the verge of falling over because I'm completely exhausted and spent. I'm recording this at 1030 on Friday morning, June 2nd. I didn't go to bed until about 1.30 in the morning. I was up at 5.50 in the morning to do a hit on CNN. CNN! What? <laughs> you can't make it up. You can't make it up. I then uh, did a hit in my hometown of Albany, New York. I then went on ESPN radio uh, on the national level on Fitz and Harry. Again, those guys have been so great to me. Um if you missed uh, the previous conversation, uh, actually two previous conversations on Fitz and Harry, we actually attached them to the second half of, of these Mile High Hoops podcasts. What 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 a story! I, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to talk about the game here um, in, in in a couple minutes, but I first just want uh, to, to to tell a story or two. Um, holy moly! Let me gather my thoughts here. Okay, so this is what happened. I'm a credential media member. For the NBA Finals. Very exciting. Okay. That means I don't have to pay for a ticket, but I'm also going to sit in the very uh, top of the arena. Um, just so blessed to be in this position. Right. Um, I go pick up my credential before the game. Um, I am walking around the arena. I'm shooting content just for my social media pages. And you could follow uh, me on Instagram at zby23. Very easy. I'm Zach by zby23. Um, and you could, I, I documented my night, and it's freaking hilarious. It, it, you you got to check it out. Um, but I'm in the Adam Silver press conference, okay? So the commissioner's talking. He's fielding questions about the play-in and John Morant or whatever. My phone rings, and the name on the phone is a guy who I've already seen earlier in the night, and he's asked me not to use his name. Um, most of most of us wouldn't know his name. Uh, most of you wouldn't know his name anyway. He's not in like media or anything like that. He's a business person in Denver. He's done very well for himself. Um, he's a part of a, a stratosphere that I'll never be a part of, um, and I'll never truly wrap my head around. But he's a fan of Stokely and Zach, and he's a friend of Stokes, and um, he's a fr- he's a he's turned into a friend of mine, and he's a fan of mine in, t- in terms of he he believes in me, 
and and thinks I do a good job and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I see this guy on my phone and I'm like, why is he calling me? So I'm like, let me actually step out of the press conference and take this call. So I'm like whispering. I'm like, hello. I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? He's like, where are you sitting tonight? I'm like, I'm sitting up top. You know, in my media credentials, he's like, hey, do you want to sit down low with me? Like, you're, you'd be right behind the row that I'm at. And I know what row he's at. His row is the row when your feet is on the freaking hardwood, okay? Underneath the basket, um, uh, the first half of Miami's basket, okay? And I'm like, oh, my God, yes, of course. So I get gifted this ticket. Um, at at uh, 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 the, the ticket hit my account at 6.13. The game starts at 6.30. So I'm like, holy crap. So I get out of the, 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 the silver press conference. I go grab some food. I go to my seat. And I just can't believe it. I'm like, this is insane. I have never uh, had better or closer seats to in an NBA game than game one of the NBA finals. I mean, think about that statement. And then in walks freaking Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning comes and sits directly in front of me. I mean, directly in front of me. And who's sitting next to him is NBA legendary super fan James Goldstein. And who's sitting four seats down is, uh, well, three seats down at that point was Shaq. And then who's sitting right next to him was Sean Payton, uh, from the, the Denver Broncos head coach. It was hysterical. It was a who's who. And uh, I got a chance to talk to Sean Payton, uh, who, you know, remember Stokely, you know, Sean uh, told me that he was the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants when in the year 2000, the Ravens beat the Giants in the Super Bowl and Stokely caught a touchdown uh, on Jason Seahorn. And... Um, it, it, we were just talking and he was great. He was friendly to me and, and, uh, and, and shared some stuff that I'm, that, that, that I'm not, that I'm not able to share here. Um, and then, uh, talking with Peyton, Peyton, Peyton Manning was great. And I don't know if either Peyton Manning's a super fan or he was on Nuggets minus nine, uh, because that guy was cheering like crazy for every single freaking bucket. He was there with his son, Marshall and just so fun, man. It was one of the great nights, um, of my adult life. Pardon me while I take a drink here. I can feel my voice. I can I can feel my voice uh, leaving me. Um, and I haven't even done my radio show yet, which is going to be a three-hour ordeal. Holy moly. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> then they put, they put Peyton on the Jumbotron. And because I'm sitting right behind him, there I am on the Jumbotron. So I got listeners tweeting at me, texting me. Um, and the Nuggets actually put out a picture, and you can see this on my Twitter account <laughs> at Byzline or on or on Instagram. Um, they put out the picture like just you know neighbors helping neighbors, right? The Denver Nuggets, Denver Broncos, and there I am in their freaking picture. It's just you can't make it up. You, you can't make it up. Anyway, I'm freaking walking on air here. I'm on freaking CNN this morning. How I don't know. It's just it it, it had happened, um, and I just. This is crazy. I'm reeling. Uh, my th- thoughts are super scatterbrained uh, here on a Friday morning. Um, okay, let's talk about the game a little bit. Uh, Denver, most importantly, gets the W. Uh, I did not think that they played uh, an A-plus game. Didn't think they played their A game. Didn't think they played their A-minus game. Uh, it seemed like that they were sort of experimenting on Miami uh, in game one. Uh, Jokic took three shots in the first half. Three, guys. That's it. Um 
Jokic oftentimes, you know, I've made the analogy, he's like water. He's going to go through the path of least resistance. And that was getting everyone involved. Uh, it, w- it was either 10 or 11. I think it was 11 assists at halftime. Um, he ends up getting a triple-double. Uh, 27 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds. Uh, I think a second triple double ever in a finals debut, third time or a uh, second time ever there was a uh, a, a triple double with two double doubles. Um, uh, I believe that was that was the case. Uh, we saw uh, Jamal Murray go for twenty six points and ten uh, assists, and we saw Michael Porter Jr. go for fourteen points and thirteen rebounds. I didn't even th- like Michael Porter Jr. struggled from three. He was two for eleven, and I still thought he played well. This is where we're at with MPJ, that the strongest suit of his game can come up empty and he can still play well. Uh, I thought defensively he was really good Uh, as an on-ball defender. I thought he was really good attacking the glass. I thought he was A-plus fantastic. He was a team-high plus 20. Michael Porter Jr. is turning into um, a dude, like a bona fide NBA dude. Um, and you know he's not going to continue to shoot it like that. So let's just imagine. So you 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 score fourteen points anyway, right? Let's say he's five for eleven. I'm not even going to go crazy and say oh, like you know nine for eleven or eight for eleven or seven for. 11. Let's just say he's five for eleven. Like Michael Porter Jr. has twenty and thirteen in the NBA Finals. Like that's that's what that looks like. Um, maybe maybe more if he, if he's knocking down a couple of those uh, uh, threes. So like MPJ, I mean. It's hard to be more bullish uh, on MPJ than I am right now. Um, he has answered every question, and now he's doing it at the highest level, and I just absolutely love to see it. How about that first quarter from Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon was an absolute freaking bulldozer in that first quarter, and that had to have been by design because it seemed like during that first opening 12 minutes, they went to Aaron Gordon on two of every three possessions. I don't know if that was actually the case, but it, it felt like that. I mean, he was just attack, 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 going right at uh, Martin and whoever else was in his way. Um, you love to see it. You know, when we when, when we talked about X factors on the show um, yesterday, uh, heading into Game One, we bumped in with Aaron Gordon highlights and highlighted him as a real X factor in the series because of his size and athleticism and 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 the. Uh, the just small nature of the Miami Heat, Aaron Gordon was going to have to have a real impact if he played with authority, and he did that in a wholesale way, especially during that first quarter. The ultimate tone setter in the NBA Finals was that first quarter by Aaron Gordon. Um, uh, Jokic, I mean, how, how that guy ended up with 27. I mean, him in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and by the way, like I'm not, I'm not like I'm not going to overreact to, to to the fourth quarter. Denver won all. Three first quarters. They've won the first quarter 29 to 20. They won the second quarter uh, by 8, 30 to 22. They won the third quarter 25, 21. And human nature took over. And I thought their transition defense took a step back. Um, you know, they, 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 they hit a couple threes. Jimmy Butler was finishing at the rim in transition. Um, but even still, even still, despite losing the fourth quarter by double figures, Denver still wins by double figures. I just, I thought it was like a B minus game from Denver. Like, 
Is is Michael Porter Jr. going to continue to shoot two of 11 from three? No. Is Jamal Murray going to continue to shoot two of seven from three? No. KCP struggled from the field. I was dead wrong about that. If I'm going to give myself credit for Aaron Gordon, I was all over KCP over 10 and a half points. Uh, drawing from the substance of previous playoff games and high leverage moments where he's been able to capitalize in such a serious way. Um, he just didn't for whatever reason. And guess what? The Nuggets, all that all that happened. Uh, 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 Porter struggled from three. Jamal struggled from three. KCP struggled from the field in general. Um, and, 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 and the Nuggets still won by double figures. In an NBA Finals game, guys, in the NBA Finals, they won by double figures when all that happened. So I just... I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm at more bullish than I was yesterday morning, and I predicted a sweep. So I just don't know what card Eric Spolstra is going to lay down that's going to be some trump card, what rabbit he's going to pull out of his hat. Now, you can look at it the other way. You can. And, and, and Jimmy Butler looked like he was absent, like they were calling his name at the start of roll call. Bueller, Butler. And he just wasn't there to answer the call. He was a little bit off. He didn't look decisive. He didn't look like the uh, aggressive Jimmy or Himmy, as he's being called, which I think is like one of the best nicknames in sports right now. Um, it's being overused by so many others. Like, I'm him. He's him. Um, but Jimmy Butler, to be Himmy Butler, is just fantastic. Um, but, yeah, he's not going to score 13 points in game two. He's not. Um, Caleb Martin's probably not going to struggle from the field the way that he did. One of seven. He's been way better than that. I mean, this is a guy that averaged like 20 points a game in the Eastern Finals. He scored three points in game one. I got it. I got it. But Bam Adebayo went nuts. I mean, he was fantastic. Uh, that that put-back dunk with the one hand, that was like 13 feet away from where I was sitting. That guy is that guy is great, man. I am a huge Bam Adebayo fan. Uh, but he went nuts. Uh, to sort of counteract some of the struggles that we're talking about from M- Martin and, uh, and Butler. Uh, Max Struess struggled mightily. I mean, that guy had a bunch of uh, clean looks from three and just missed them. 0 for 9 from three, 0 for 10 from the field. Uh, but then you had Highsmith in the second half go nuts. I mean, he was fantastic uh, for, for Miami uh, uh, last night, scoring 18 points on 7 to 10 shooting in just 23 minutes. So there, there's some of this and some of that, but when it comes to, like, my outlook on... Like, is this is there something that Miami can go to that could swing the series? No. Could they shoot it better and win a game? Yeah, they could. Absolutely. Um, but I'm also like thinking that on that night, Jokic may go for 42 and you and you could lose on the night where where, where you shoot well um, uh, as well. So um, I'm not going to I'm, I'm actually going to leave it here for now because I know what I have in front of me for the rest of the day. Um, and we're going to come back on Monday morning and be reacting to Sunday evenings uh, uh, NBA finals game two. I'll be in the building as well. It probably won't be as cool as game number one. I can tell you, uh, I don't think anything uh, can 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 top that. Shout out Bruce Brown, too. I'm just seeing his name in the box board. I, di- I didn't get to him. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, Bruce Brown played so well, aggressive with so much energy. Um so give him some credit uh, uh, as well. And Jeff Green, like a two for three uh, from, from from the floor as well. Um, look, we're going to come back in on Monday. Uh, we're not going to go as long this time around um, because of everything that I mentioned at the top of the show. I just I'm, I'm going to get sick here uh, um, if I if I go as hard as I my gut's telling me that I, I can go. But I know that my, my, my gut is wrong here. Um, as I said, I'm. On the, on the verge of losing my voice, I have three hours ahead of me, so we're just going to isolate this game one reaction to, to, to this, this, this here. 
I so much appreciate you being here. From folks that I heard from on social media as I was documenting my night, thanks for being a part of it with me. I mean, it's some of the interactions with you guys are just fantastic. And I love hearing about you guys listening to the podcast and ran into a couple of you guys uh, uh, at game one at Ball Arena on Thursday. And I just feel so good, man. It feels so good. I'm so happy the Nuggets are so freaking close. Three games away. Man, uh, I'm so here for it. Cannot wait to be back in the building on Sunday. Cannot wait to be back on the Mile High Hoops podcast presented by Superbook Sports on Monday morning. Um, And uh, tell a friend about the pod um, if you feel the unction to do that. Uh, Rate it five stars if you feel that we deserve it. Um, And just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been some of the most fun I've ever had covering sports um, ever. And doing this for almost 15 years uh, doesn't feel real. Thank you. Um, have a great weekend. Enjoy the couple of days off. The Denver Nuggets have a 1-0 series in the NBA Finals. Think about that statement. I love it. I'm here for it. And no matter what happens in Game 2, you guys, you already know. We're going to be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Mile High Hoops Podcast powered by Superbook Sports. Until next time.